0: This is Game Codes on the Raw show's biggest sporting debate. Trade period for the AFL is in full swing. Jeffers players going everywhere.
1: Well, not yet. Yeah, nah.
0: Not yet. Not yet. But not, we will not get, your get finest, there. Bro. There's some big trades to come. <laughs> we hope so. Yeah, no.
1: There, there will be plenty of movement. It's uh, shaping up as a trade period where I reckon a lot could happen later rather than early on.
0: Shout out to Brandon Ellis, leaving the Tigers. Superstar, two-time premiership player. Super- Didn't get the comps. <laughs> Didn't get the compensation we deserved, but that's fine. we got in Coates, AFL expert from theraw.com.au in studio here to talk all things trade. How are you, mate? Yeah, not bad. You're upset about Brandon Ellis, too, I can tell. That's all right. We'll, uh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. That horse is <laughs> dead. <laughs> we'll Stop move these. on. It up. Uh, the trade period, there's a few big deals that haven't been done yet, but we're all expecting to happen. You've got Tim Kelly, Danaher,
2: Elliot, Hill, uh, Papley, your boy, Josh Bruce. How do all these deals get done, mate? Uh, I think what's going to take is it's going to take St. Kilda getting into the second round of the draft. Right now they have picks, 57, uh, sorry, picks 6, 57, 69, and 79 and right now they need to get something in between 6 and 57 to make a whole bunch of deals happen. I think what's going to happen first will be the Jack Stephen deal to Geelong. I think I've proposed on the Raw's trade blog that they cat send uh, picks 36 and 54 St. Kilda's way and get Jack Stephen pick 69 in return. I think that pick 36 then gets used to get Zach Jones down to... The Saints and then I think all hell breaks loose from there.
1: Yeah, they, this St Kilda are the centre of so many potential moves that they, they really are looming as the kind of trigger point. Um, you know, because you would imagine once once the Stephen trade happens then that kind of kick starts the Brad Hill move and that, you know, frees up assets to go elsewhere. It's kinda of, kind of similar situation um, with the Swans in that the Tom Papley trade is or the potential Tom Papley trade is so intrinsically list, uh, linked to whatever happens with Joe Danaher. Like you don't have those um, those players moving unless they both move around the same time. So um, St Kilda are certainly lo- looming as the as the ones who are going to kickstart everything. And then yeah, I, th- the fascinating one right now is around Tim Kelly um, because you know as we mentioned last week. Geelong made it pretty clear that his preference was to go to West Western Australia. Kelly clearly wants to go to the West Coast Eagles. Um, but you would imagine that Freo are, are going to have some far more enticing assets. Now, uh, Kelly hasn't actually spoken to uh, new Freo coach Justin Longmule yet. And that's a pretty clear indication that he really wants to get himself to the Eagles. But you have to wonder whether this is... Uh, we were having a talk about this off-air, Sterling. Whether this becomes a trade period where a club just acknowledges someone wants to go home and then they play hardball and send them to their less preferred club in their home state, which you know, because Freo are going to have better assets to trade than West
0: Coast. For someone who doesn't know the trade, uh, trades inside out like myself.
2: How much say does a player have when they say they want to go home to which club? Well, I think in Tim Kelly's situation, because he's out of contract, he's kind of has more and less. I think he can obviously play harder ball with Geelong in terms of, I want to leave, and I want to go to Western Australia. But in terms of getting to West Coast, well, guess what, buddy? If you don't, if you want to go to the draft, Fremantle's going to get you first. And I think as Geelong's list manager, Stephen Wells, came out today and said he thinks Tim Kelly is worth more than two first-round draft picks. And I have no idea how West Coast are going to get that demand satisfied. But they've got pick 14, I think, is their lowest pick already. And if they offer them their, their first-round pick next year... That's not a very valuable first round pick because I'll have Tim Kelly and it'll be a high first round pick anyway. Whereas Fremantle already have pick seven, they'll probably get pick six from St Kilda for Brad Hill. You know, pick six and seven. That's very tempting to ship to to tell Tim Kelly. Guess what, mate? You're wearing purple next year. We yeah, don't th-
1: that's the thing, and it's. I think it's an important thing when you're talking potential or trading potential picks is like the notion of a first round pick there's still a massive amount of differing value between say top of first round and end of first round like pick four or five is far different to to something at the end of the 20 exactly and and this is is not deep that is the other point i was going to make as well when we're talking about west coast's first round pick you know it's a long way into the draft this is talk talked about as kind of like a two-player draft and then there's a lot of You know, bit of chaff underneath. And, you know, inevitably there are going to be some great players. You know, pick 47. Going to be a superstar. Don't know who it is. But good players always pop up later on. But given the, I suppose, the top heaviness... Um, of this draft. A late first rounder um, certainly is not going to One carry as much value as an early first rounder.
2: What about Jamie Elliott? He turned down the Ds. Yeah, I hate I th- this move. I, I think it's a mistake. I think he's that's the club he had the best chance to make an impact at next year. He, got, he, you know, he played so much in a pivotal role at the Pies this year because Jaden Stevenson was suspended for so long and Jordan DeGoy was injured for so long. I mean, he's definitely good enough to keep his spot in that 22 ahead of someone like, say, Will, Will Hoskin Elliott. But I think you know, at Melbourne he's got such a good chance to to, you know, play a pivotal role up forward and be the man and, and people are saying, Oh, you know, he wanted to go to Collingwood or Brisbane because they're a better chance at the premiership. Well Melbourne played in a prelim last year, like they're not that far away. Oh, well,
1: he's the kind, no, I, I I agree with what Sterling said. I think he's the kind of player who would really help Melbourne get back up towards that level. That being said, you can understand why he goes to, to Brisbane. Um I think he'd do well in that situation. But yeah, I mean I liked the idea of Elliot moving to Melbourne, you know, I think we mentioned it halfway through the year. So it, it surprises me that he does want to go there. Uh, you'd have to think Colin Wood are firmly in the box seat now. I Quick.
2: think so.
0: Quickly on the buzzer, Alex Yolman to Brisbane. Tick, cross? A big Huge tick. tick. Big Huge tick. tick. Looks like a superstar, doesn't he? All right, this is the Game of Codes on the RAW, Show's biggest sporting debate, talking all things trades in the AFL. Thanks to Sterling Coates, AFL expert at the RAW.com.au for coming in, mate. On the America. RAW, Game of Codes, Australia's biggest sporting debate.